Show 664, it's Tim and Jess here with you. Thanks for downloading and using all your data. We thank you. It's been 664 shows since you finished your project. All right, yes, we'll get to that later. <laughs> it's been, well, technically, if this show was going for since 2014, yeah. we would be up to a significant amount. Oh, more than 1,000. What? What? What are we going to do for show 1,000? I know it's a year it's, away. It's a while away, Actually, son. a whole year away, potentially more. Mm. How do you think 1,000 shows? Oh, look, by the time we hit 1,000 shows, you and I will be making millions. So let's give away a million dollars. Something drastically has to change in the next year <laughs> for that to it occur. Spe- stop spending money on Lego. You'll make it to a yes. million dollars, buddy. I have been looking at other Legos. Mm. The Millennium Falcon, right? $1,200. There's another one that's like two fifty, but it's like if it's that much of a difference, there's mm. something wrong with the cheap one. You can get a car for twelve hundred dollars, like a shit car, but a car. Yeah, you could get a frame of a car. Doesn't have to have an engine, <laughs> but you could still get a car. Look, uh, we we did run through a lot this morning. Money is a funny thing. Mm. I think it makes us all act a bit strange, whether you have it or you don't. It makes you act in certain ways. Yeah, as much as we hate. To admit it, money makes this planet of ours spin around. This morning, though, we talked about uh, achievements, achievements when it comes to money. in debt. And it made me feel really happy. Crawling your way out of the <laughs> debt hole that you may have dug yourself, due to whatever yeah. reason it may be. Maybe it was a, an, an emergency or just maybe some not super smart spending. And we also talked about idiots and jaguars. So yes. That's, that's coming up too. She is an idiot. Moron. Fool. Don't feel sorry for him. Not one bit. It's coming up next. Is it though? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get up with Tim and Jess. Hello, good morning. How you doing? Waking up. Central Queensland's hit. Got the feeling right now. Good morning. Tim and Jess on Hit CQ. Thanks to Reef City Motors, wherever you are around central Queensland this morning. Just know that Reef City Motors loves you. Yeah. They care for you. They want to put you in a bloody nice car today. I almost forgot to say good morning because I was air drumming. Like, can you hear the drum? I was air drumming and I was like, speak. snare. Speak, Timmy. That is a snare. Is it? Oh, my God. We got a percussionist (laughs) in the studio. We got a percussionist. Stop it. Oh Look, my God. lots to get through today. Um, but firstly, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm doing all right. Anyway, I had moving. a really good dinner last night and I tried if to describe you, it to you. No, the way you describe <laughs> cooking food and eating food is like hearing your parents talk <laughs> about the first time amazing. they made love. Oh, yuck. You don't want to be there, but they're forcing you to be there and you don't need to know. Moroccan lamb, guys. Oh, it's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> You make Manu sound unsexy. <laughs> That's Hey, before the end of this hour, I want to talk about Manu uh, because apparently he didn't get the gig on MasterChef because he was French. Oh, did he go for MasterChef before oh, MKR? Francais. Yes, oh. he did. What does Alphonse mean? That means I am French. Also. I am French. Yes, he did. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, uh, we do need to uh, move on to something that the world is going gangbuster over because there was a bit of a silly love lady. And don't get me wrong, we all love a selfie. But at what cost? I mean, getting your face scratched off by a jaguar, probably not worth it. That's the one. We'll talk about that specifically <laughs> up next. Tim and Jess here on Hit CQ. Happy Tuesday. Get up with Tim and Jess. Sometimes when you see the right lighting, you just got to snap a selfie, right? Oh, mate, I'm a fiend for a good selfie. 
See, you don't post many selfies, but I know that you take a lot of them. Not like, I don't take a lot of photos by myself, but if I'm out somewhere, I'm like, oh, hey, we're grabbing a picture. And I might post it. I my, my boyfriend hates it. He's, I would, he's not a picture guy. I would genuinely love to know the last time I took a, took a selfie. I don't know if... I think we took one this week. No, but like where I was the instigator oh, sure, of sure, sure. said selfie. Because, but I guess when I know when I'm with you that you've got that covered, my girlfriend's got it covered. She's a photographer. My mum, like, you know, it all, it all happens. But there's a, there's a time and a place for a selfie, right? Mm-hmm. All right, here, an example of a place you wouldn't want to take a selfie. A church. Sure. Um, at a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, at a Masonic meeting. <laughs> what? The stonemasons. Oh, sure. You don't, okay. want, you don't want to take a selfie Yeah, no, there. I'm always hanging out with the stone. Places that you do want to take selfie. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah. The Botanic Gardens. The beach. Your cousin's birthday. Oh. These are beautiful places. You know we're not? A Jaguar enclosure in the United States of America. <sighs> it's just so dumb. Phoenix, like I do not, it's hard to feel sorry for this look, lady. Phoenix, Arizona, if you've never been, it's a hot place. It's hot all the time. It's in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Heat can make you do silly things. I still think that... Even if she was heat exhausted, this girl who's taken a selfie with her arm inside a Jaguar enclosure has made a poor decision. And the blood and scars may also be a secondary point to that. Look, the zookeeper um, was very cool, calm and collected. He was like, well, she put her arm in there. We've got signs that say, don't put your arm in there. Yeah. It's her fault. I just, Fair enough. She she did. She's fine. She has returned to the zoo to apologise for what she's done to the jaguar. <laughs> to the jaguar. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Kevin. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it. Uh, it is interesting that the, you actually can do that, though. What like do you mean? Like the 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 cage there or the fencing allows for a human appendage to be able to go through. Yeah, that's true. Like. Clearly a jaguar. You wouldn't put jaguar I in the bird cage. I think she had cage. to do a bit of climbing. Like she was, oh, naughty. She was a bit of an idiot. Yeah. Naughty. Now, this is not like a common sense thing. No. Like this is her being a, a damn fool. And like we've got some wildlife parks and a zoo here mm-hmm. in central Queensland, the Rocky Zoo. You wouldn't put your finger through the chimpanzee cage. They'll no. bite it off. The zookeeper has a perfect example of that because he's missing two fingers. <laughs> we saw them. He was like, yeah, look at well, this. Well, we didn't see the fingers. No. They were inside someone's tum-tum. <laughs> uh, so just be careful. And don't be like this woman. Mm. We love selfies. We love that right lighting, but the time and place. If you see a fence, it's there for a reason. <laughs> Is that the government's official <laughs> uh, slogan? If you see a fence, it's because it's there. <laughs> we don't want you in. It's Tim and Jeff on Hit CQ. Get up with Tim and Jess. Look, uh, 2019 is going to be a tense year because there is an Australian federal election. Yeah, Lots of ads on television. Predicting May, is that when it's I believe it's May then? or June, yeah. or loosely. And uh, you've probably seen lots of ads on telly. Uh, Pauline Hanson for One Nation was even in Rockhampton not only a few weeks ago. We were devastated. We found out the day after mm-hmm. because I have so many questions for Pauline Hanson. <laughs> Uh, I have so many questions for all of them. It's just very confusing. I'm not even in the politics and I get confused about which side is supporting what. Well, uh, obviously it's like a forever growing uh, politics. Like there's Mm -hmm. always changing stances on certain things. And as you said, it's a confusing time. Uh, Not only for us normal Australians that will have to vote in this current election, but it's also for the politicians that are in these parties. And I want to talk about Linda Reynolds, a new cabinet minister uh, because she took 16 seconds to completely do a backflip on her stance uh, on an interview on Sky News. Uh, so essentially, she was asked about Matthias Cormann, 
uh, who is uh, the, uh, I believe, the finance minister. That's your story, sure. Uh, I believe he is. <laughs> uh, so he was asking her about wage flexibility, if it was a deliberate feature of the government's policies. Now, she misunderstood this and thought she was, uh, the statement was about Bill Shorten, the opposition leader. And here is the best 16 seconds you will ever hear in your life. Do you agree with the sentiment that um, that, that flexibility in wages and, and keeping wages at a relatively modest level is a deliberate feature of our economic architecture to actually drive jobs growth? Yeah. No, I don't believe... No, absolutely not. And, you know, for Bill Shorten to even suggest that, I think, is, uh, it shows a well, fundamental... Well, I'm actually quoting... Economics. I'm quoting Matthias um, Cormann, the finance minister yes. here, uh, Minister, your colleague. He says that wages flexibility is, quote, a deliberate feature of our economic architecture. Uh, that, that, he's absolutely right. Oh, I mean... Oh, love. No, you're right. He's, he's absolutely right. No, that's a bloody, um, bloody good statement you've just said there. Uh, I just, this is my favourite time of any year leading up to an election because people lose their marbles. They throw yeah. them all over the floor because they're under such pressure to say the right thing. Politicians, I feel, I know that it's not commonly felt, but I feel mm-hmm. sorry for them in a way because their brains must be exhausted just having a conversation with literally anyone. I, I think this might be the first election we see that's going to completely shock everybody. I don't think there's going to be a clear winner. Oh, well, the last election, if you don't remember, we, we had the uh, the tie, which lasted just several weeks. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. So it's not unfamiliar, but it, it, there's, there's a strong chance of that happening again because the Liberal Party's lost the last 50 news polls in a row, uh, which is uh, ScoMo's side. <laughs> so the short dog... Uh, you never know. It might be a PM short dog Yikes. sooner rather than later. But uh, election time's coming soon. Make sure you're registered with your local ATO mm-hmm. website. <laughs> Eight, no, not ATO. The that's, electoral roll. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Get up with Tim and Jess. Let's go. Trending now. Hits The biggest trending stories around Australia in central Queensland. Hashtag trash tag has been trending all over Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And online. And it's the, probably the greatest cause that I think a social media meme has ever co- um, created. I've heard of a wholesome meme floating mm-hmm. around. What is this wholesome meme and how is it saving the planet? So the trash tag challenge shows people taking a, a picture. Uh-huh. Of like a real just polluted area. So like a beach, beach a park, a forest, wherever it may be. A forest. It's not often I look around Australia and go, man, that's a forest. That's a mighty forest. bush, mate. Covered in crap. Yeah. And look, people are taking before pictures, spending hours cleaning up, filling garbage bags, and then taking a big selfie with their garbage bags in front of a now yeah. clean area. See, I I do like that it is promoting, obviously, uh, cleaning up and doing that. I just don't like that it's going to take a viral meme where you post and go, look how good I am cleaning up this Mate, area for you to want to pick up this litter. It's made me want to do it. Why didn't you want to do it beforehand? Not my trash. <laughs> we don't call it, it's not trash in Australia. Hey, it's rubbish. I might leave my groceries all over the supermarket. Like you said yesterday. But I will never, ever... Put the scissors down. <laughs> Don't point them at me. Never drop rubbish on the ground. Now you've put me in a tricky situation because now I'm going to be 
keeping a very close eye on you to make sure. Because like Ever. in seven years, you might accidentally out of your pocket drop a bit of rubbish. I will <laughs> tackle you to the ground and tell you I told you so. But look, if it means that there's going to be rubbish picked up... Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. This is fantastic. I mean, there's not a lot of places in central Queensland that are this dirty. No. So you're struggling to find a place to do your trash tag challenge. Oh, but head, head to the beach. Literally you, any beach you can see, uh, it, they need help. If do you your do, part. do a hashtag trash tag challenge, please hashtag hit CQ. I want to see it. Absolutely. Trending now is thanks to Heron Island. Uh, Heron Island is the perfect balance between relaxing island holiday and adventurous voyage of discovery. Check it out. Coming up next, we want to talk about Manute because it turns out he is the MasterChef judge we never had. Because he's on MKR, right? So, yeah. Oh, oh. They didn't hire him on MasterChef, and he says it's because he was French. I mean. <laughs> all right, I was going to say something, but that's a better way to go home. Crips. <laughs> Get up with Tim and Jess. Manu Fidel. Uh, you probably know him the best from My Kitchen Rules. Well, just more commonly known as Manu. He's yeah. kind of like in that weird stage where it's like, you know him by his like, stage name, like The Rock. Sure. Manu, the same person. I mean, obviously. That's what they're known as. Um, it could have been that you may have known him from MasterChef, though, because in an alternate timeline, Manu wasn't turned down for MasterChef. Oh, so he auditioned, because MKR came after Mm -hmm. MasterChef, I'm guessing. So he auditioned, failed, MKR. He's come out in an interview and said that, look, a whole bunch of... Do it in his voice, please. So so many chefs were approached. I did not realise that he was from Turkey. (laughs) But no, you can do it in your voice. (laughs) So a bunch of chefs were approached for MasterChef. Of course. uh, When it was first announced that it was coming to Australia. It was huge in its first year. Um, And, I mean, Manu was a very big chef back then. But Channel 10, and this is according to Manu, decided not to go with him because of his French accent. He's a dirty Frenchman. He said, my French accent had been a good thing until that day of the very last audition. Could have just been one producer that's gone, I like the French accent. Uh, We've already got one. We've got Matt Preston. We've got one accent. (laughs) Can't have two. Then it's not an Australian show. It turned out Matt Preston was the one who ended up getting the role. We've only got one space for an accent, and Matt Preston's got the cravat (laughs) thing. What are you bringing, Manu? Yep. A bowler type? Nope. Sorry, we want the cravat. It's more, much more uh, pretentious. Right. Um, But it got me thinking about accents because... Your accent can really help or hinder you in certain situations. Of course. So in France, like Manu, oh boy, that French accent. Well, no, in France, he would just be... Normal. Normal. They wouldn't be like, oh, what a sexy French accent. They'd be like, what an accent. What a voice. That's (laughs) just your voice. What's an accent that you've always found attractive? (sighs) Tasmanian. Really? Yeah. Tasmanian. What's a Tasmanian accent? Hey, again. (laughs) I'm not sure. No. I, I do uh, I I do love the Scottish accent because mm. that's just Scottish. That's just wild. Yeah. Imagine like a supermodel coming up to you and she's like, "All right, get over here, and I'm gonna go wild on you." Mel B. <laughs> so you love you love Adele. I yeah I do but love me. I love Cockney. beautiful voice, awful voice. Yeah. Beautiful voice, awful voice. I love an Italian. Like give me give me. I don't even care if he's just talk, describing the pasta to me. It's like oh. Oh, boy. Well, that's the thing. Accents can make something sound better, but if it's in its country mm-hmm. of origin, then it's just going to be like, 
normal. It can also hinder you, though, because if I'm doing a tour in any other country and I hear an American accent in that tour group, I know I'm going to have a bad time. Really? That's yeah. very offensive of you. Oh, just They always ask too many questions when they're on travels. Haven't you noticed that? That is a wild generalisation. Oh, maybe it's just been my experience. Well, it's because you're listening out for them, I think. <laughs> but, hey, accents, couple hindered. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. 13, 12, 16, when has your accent helped or hindered you? I mean, uh, Queenslander accent, that, that'll get you anything oh, you want in life. Queenslander accent? Queenslander! Yeah, boys. <laughs> 13, 12, 16, has your accent helped or hindered you? Get up with Tim and Jess. Let's get this party started. It's 6.53. Tim and Jess here on Hitsiki. But let's not get this party started with any Americans, according to Jess. Okay. Because she has said that they're the worst and they ask too many questions. (laughs) It's they're the worst. It's they're the worst people to have in a tour group. Oh, they're still the worst and Americans in that sentence. But that's okay. It's because we're talking about accents. Manu Fidel, you'd think that Manu would get everything he wants being a French man in Australia. The French accent, very sexy. Um, mm. didn't get him a job on MasterChef, though. Right. Uh, and he's saying that, yeah, it's because they didn't want a Frenchman on MasterChef. Of course. I mean, disgusting. <laughs> Not in my country. Uh, but on 13, 12, 16, we have been asking, has your accent helped or hindered you? Because mm-hmm. sometimes your accent can be quite a positive thing. The Australian accent Beautiful. in Europe Ugh. will get you anywhere you want to be. No, I reckon it's the opposite. Because I reckon there's a perception of Australians overseas of that they're heavy drinkers and that they they cause ruckuses. Male Ruck-eye. Australians. Yeah. As a female I had a Australian, time. you had a different experience. My mate yeah. actually got us free drinks in a bar in Florence all night just because the owner was like, you're Australian, love you. Here's some free drinks on us. Or was it because she's a stone-cold babe? I mean, it probably helped. Too far. Uh, look, uh, My Australian accent yeah. didn't get us free drinks, so... <laughs> hey, Alicia's called through uh, from Rocky listening to 107.9. She called through on 13, 12, 16. Alicia, has your accent helped or hindered you? Uh, helped and hindered. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about it, Alicia. Well, it helped me this morning to call the radio station. Not every American is that way, Jess. I'm sorry, Alicia. It was a broad generalisation. Fight. It really Fight. was. Fight. <laughs> Alicia, do you ask too many questions or is that a stereotype? That's a stereotype. All right. I would like to now have a public apology yeah. from you to Alicia. I apologise directly to Alicia, but not, no to all the other, not to all the other Americans that have ruined tour groups for me. <laughs> Alicia, do you get um, asked a lot about your accent living here in central Queensland? Yes. Every time we go somewhere, everyone asks where we're from, and we always tell them North Rock. Is it something that, uh, like, I always, I don't know if it's about you, but petrol stations, whether anywhere in the world, that's the place where you're most likely to be really? asked about your accent. Over in the States, I got asked at exclusively petrol stations. <laughs> uh, is it here in Australia, like in that customer service section where you get spoken to the most about your voice? Yes. Anytime I go somewhere and they're like, oh, where are you from? And it, it throws me off. Do they do I it back to you? Like everyone yeah. else. Do, you, do, yeah. you, do people think you're making it up, Alicia? Like, they like, no, 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 really, give nah. us your Australian accent. One time in Cooper PD, they really did. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Alicia, thanks so much for calling, mate. I apologise again, Alicia.
No worries, guys. Thanks for the show. No worries, mate. She's so lovely. That it was makes quite me lovely. like Americans again. Just this one. Just, just, just Alicia. Just one, because she's here in Australia now. She got out. Get up with Tim and Jess. It is the 12th of March, and we are roughly one month away from Easter, which means Harbour Festival is just around the corner. I mean, just when you thought Easter wasn't exciting enough, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to get some chockies, or the Easter bunny's going to come. Yeah, Easter's always been a tricky time for me because I've never been a big fan of chocolate, and there's lots of people out there like that. So oh, it's so just I, I celebrate with a bit of a zinger burger. Okay. But Easter's whatever you want it to be to you, guys. <laughs> it's not always about the food. And look, Harbour Festival, we're so excited to be involved again um, with Hit CQ. Of course. Uh, we are sponsoring some big major events. Yeah. The Santos GLNG Talent Quest is from 6.30pm on the Wednesday, the 17th of April. I'm concerned because we're judges. I we're, know. We're a collective judge. I don't see. This is what I think. Like, uh, let's just keep this between us. Right. Gladstonefestival.com. Mm-hmm. Slash Harbour Festival is where you want to go to register. I am concerned that the people who hired us to be judges didn't hear our chalet performance. Yeah, or Jerkfest, the album, <laughs> 10 songs about beef jerky. I mean, it's Should a, we send them a link I so mean, that they were aware? Singing. Like, we, we have At no musical we, ability. It, uh, we have, we have, can't sing. What's worse, us being in the talent show or judging talent? Oh, I think, Because yeah. it's two, two bad things. Those who can't do teach and those who can't teach judge. So <laughs> That's a saying. <laughs> Look, uh, the, one of the prizes, there is going to be a heap of prizes across yeah, the entire if weekend. If you are a big performer and you want to enter the talent show, <laughs> yeah. Um, the Santos are offering up a bunch of prizes, which we'll, we'll let you know Later closer on. to the date. But we are offering up a prize as well because as judges, we wanted to bring something to the table. Yes, <laughs> that's the terms and conditions. You can judge if you offer something in return. <laughs> if you enter and you win the talent quest, you will be able to perform on the Tim and Jess show. The next day. Yep. No pressure. Very exciting. Come prepared for five songs. <laughs> Uh, where you're best going out of tie, your best Sunday best, uh, and you will be performing are, an acoustic song. We are partial to an R&B hit, um, just letting you know. So uh, if you want to enter, uh, what is it, Gladstone? Gladstonefestival.com forward slash Harbour Festival is where you'll find all the registrations. Like this is a perfect song if you want to do an oh, acoustic version. It's mate. Pump It, Black Eyed Peas. Imagine this, but like indie. You'd make it much better. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the Harbour Festival is coming soon. If you want to get involved, head to the website. Get up with Tim and Jess. Tim and Jess here on Hit CQ for your Tuesday morning. Which member of the Black Eyed Peas would you be? Fergie. Really? Yeah. You seem more like a taboo to me. Really? the tall one with the long hair. Nah, I'm a Fergie for sure. Why? Fergalicious. They do make them boys go loco. <laughs> uh, I, I've always considered myself an E. Apple D. <laughs> really? He's the little one from Malta. Okay. I just thought I think it's important in your friendship group to assign Black Eyed Peas members. Yeah, I just don't think you'd be part of the team. <laughs> I'd be Kim Hill. She was in it for like one year and then got kicked out in the 90s. Get up with Tim and Jess. It is a very important month for people that have to deal with endometriosis. We've got Jane Peacock on the line. She's just become a volunteer for the Q Endo organisation out of Brisbane. Jane, thank you so much for joining us. Can you first tell us about a little bit about Endometriosis Awareness Month and what it means to you? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. As many people may know, this month is Global Awareness Month for Endometriosis. 
So in March, we're just focusing on starting meaningful conversations about endometriosis, starting to break down some of those barriers and letting women and young girls that are just starting off around our area know that there is local support and we're here to help them now so that no one else is feeling alone. Now, if someone's not familiar with exactly what endometriosis is, would you be able to explain that to us? So endometriosis, otherwise known as endo, if it's a bit easier to say, um, is a disorder in which the tissue normally lining the uterus grows outside the uterus, which in some cases, in most cases really, is creating cysts that burst. And this affects one in ten women. Wow. One in ten women. Because I, yes. I, I was aware that polycystic ovaries uh, are something that can lead to uh, to endo. So uh, it's a very intense thing that for for females to suffer, and obviously it can cause problems with not only uh, your health but obviously uh, pregnancy and fertility. It, it's a really rough trot. Yeah, it, it's really affecting women and myself personally, I've had it for about 16 years now and I've lived in Emu Park my whole life and I never actually really knew anybody uh, like or anything about it really until recently and that's why I just don't want anyone to feel alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to sort of spread awareness, we're going to try and break the silence. And we just really need to start talking about it. And that's the thing. A lot of women, I know a lot of my friends have endometriosis. A lot of my family members do. And it's one of those things that's not talked about because it's no. like, you know, it's it's one of those things that has a bit of a stigma attached to it. So I think it's fantastic, Jane, that you are you are spreading the awareness. And, and there is an event this weekend. Yeah, we March attend. 17th at Emu Park. Uh, that is the, the markets there is, is where this is happening? Yeah, absolutely. So... I will be attending the markets as such, but I'll actually be having a stall out front of the chemist in any park on the main street. So anyone that, you know, has endometriosis, anyone that thinks they possibly could or they're having painful periods, I want you all to know that you can come down and have a chat with me. We have a local support group on Facebook now. We have meets and everything like that. And, you know, we don't want anyone to feel alone anymore. We have support. And we have a lot of great resources with uh, Qendo in Brisbane, and yeah, we just we just want to let everyone know that we're here, and yeah, we're just trying to bring some more education to Queensland. You can also purchase a badge from the Drakes and the Discount Chemist in Emu Park, and uh, go on down and see Jane this weekend. Absolutely. It's going to be a fantastic opportunity. There's always more info at qendo.org.au. Thank you so much for speaking to us, Jane Peacock. Thank you so much for having me. I hope to see everyone there. Get up with Tim and Jess. Let's go. Trending now. Hits.com.au. Live from LA with Dean McCarthy. We finally got some good news for our girl J-Lo. She's engaged and then a day later, already the accusations of cheating have come out. Dean, give us all the info. Oh, my goodness. So this is really, really fascinating. A former U.S. baseball superstar, his Jose Canesso. He, uh, he's about A-Rod's age. They used to play together or whatever. He tweeted last night a series of tweets and said that Alex Rodriguez, which is J-Lo's new fiancé, mm-hmm. is cheating on J-Lo as we speak with Jose's ex-wife. And he even said in one of the tweets that he was with his ex-wife when Alex Rodriguez was calling her 
just a few months ago, um, which is what we call crossover. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, look, you know, he might be making it up. He might just be spiteful. I don't know. It might not be true, but that's what he's tweeting. I mean, yeah. look at J-Lo. She's in her 50s. Who's going to be cheating on that? Yeah, true. How do you get better no, than well, J-Lo? But- but remember, remember, ask Jay Z cheated on Beyonce. Yeah. Who did you cheat on Beyonce with? Like, what? Do you, I don't think it's about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't He's know a. It's it. a interesting situation because he is probably financially more successful than J-Lo because in baseball they're yeah. on like $150 million contracts a year. Yikes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. his brain Maybe. could be just like, oh, I just have what I want because that's how his life's been. It's really it? hard for us pretty people, Tim. Like, okay. I'm, I'm obviously worried about this yep. a lot. Uh, being cool. at the same level as right. J-Lo and Beyonce, mm. am I right, Deep? You would have this concern as well. <laughs> you would be making the headlines if it was you. So... Anyway, Dean, uh, thank you for the first part of that and then thank you for not engaging in the second part. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, stay tuned. I'll keep an eye on Twitter to see if this, like, you know, develops. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Bye, guys. You can check out that and heaps more at hit.com.au. Trending now is thanks to Heron Island. Save 30% with Heron Island's Locals Only Special. It's on now. Coming up next, though, we want to talk about credit card debt because it Ooh. turns out it's either men or women what? that are spending more on credit cards. What do you reckon it might be, Tim? I don't want to be sexist, but it's absolutely women. Oh, you might be wrong there. No. Find out next. Get up with Tim and Jess. The Reserve Bank of Australia have released some figures that will blow your mind. All right, I'm going to strap my mind down, try and get, try and blow it. Credit card users in Australia altogether owe a whopping... $51.9 billion on their plastic. $51.9 billion. That's just in Australia? Just in Australia. Get it, girls. And you're probably thinking, who do you think, men or women, are the biggest <laughs> women? culprits of this? Women? You'd be wrong. Nah. Men are bigger spenders than women, holding more credit cards, and they are worse at paying back their debt. This new report has found. Really? Uh-huh. Contrary to popular belief. I guess when you look at it, I guess you could look at your own circumstances and be like, well, in my house, X, Y, Z. But I guess when you add all of those together, it comes up with a statistic. Men have 56% of all the credit cards in Australia. So only 6% more than half. But yeah, that's still but the majority. Apparently most of them are more than two months behind on their payments. How can you be behind in a payment like... How can you get? Because then it's then it gets overdue, and then it's well, all you're, bad for you're you. Just paying back the oh, interest. Oh, see, I've never had a credit card. No, and I'm avoiding I. it for the whole of my life if I can. I know that at one point I'm going to need to. I have no self restraint. I know you don't. So me with a credit card, terrible idea. There's lots of people like you, Ch- mm. children. Mm-hmm. Children have spending problems, just like you, and that's okay. Apparently, the boom in things like Afterpay and ZipPay has right. blossomed with women, which is why they're not using credit cards as much. Sure. I think that it's definitely... Well, credit cards are great for tricky situations. Mm-hmm. I think if you're using a credit card purely, say, to go on like a holiday for a month, I understand sometimes that it's quite helpful to do this, but if... I, I, and the reason I don't go on holidays very often is because I'll only go on a holiday if I can afford it. Right. And I haven't been on a holiday in almost, like a proper holiday 
for three years. A lot of people think we get paid well in radio. No, but that's okay. Oh, I, it's all right. I'm funny. I'm very happy in my job, and yep. I don't necessarily like a lot of people feel like they need to go on a holiday every single year. I can't comprehend mm-hmm. that in my brain. I don't know if it was because of how I grew up with my family where we would have a holiday like once every 10 years. Oh, really? So, like, no, I had me, one when I was 10 and then I was 18. Me and my family used to holiday to the Gold Coast every single year. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm, it was good. We stayed in the same but, caravan park. It was great. It can The debt can rack up. Oh, yeah. But what I would like to find out, because okay. obviously the debt can get quite large, mm-hmm. how good is it when you pay that debt off? Oh, yeah. So I would like to find on 13, 12, 16... The largest amount of debt recovered oh, wow. that you've paid back off. So not only have you taken out, say, a five thousand dollar loan, mm-hmm. but you've paid it back. Because that's impressive to me. Paying back five grand mm. that doesn't even enter my brain. <laughs> One of my mates had to put um, flights on a credit card to Europe. I mean, she didn't have to put flights on, but if she got to the <laughs> point where to her head. she'd booked everything else except the flights. So right. it was like, all right, well, here we go, and it was okay. a few grand. And it took her a while to pay that back, but all right. she's all paid back. 13, 12, 16, how much money have you successfully recovered from your debt? Right. Give us a call. Let's get up there. Get up with Tim and Jess. 13, 12, 16, we have been asking, what's the most amount of debt you've got out of? Mm-hmm. Because it's an impressive thing. It's an awesome feeling to have when you finally got out of what you think is going to be a never-ending payment cycle. Well, the Reserve Bank of Australia figures show that a bunch of Australians are owing a whopping $51.9 billion on their plastic. Credit cards are great help for when you're in those tricky situations, and I think we can all admit that whether it's a credit card or something, you use it a little bit excessively more than you need to, and that's okay. But uh, we want to chat about when you finally got it out of that bracket, out of that cycle, because it's a really good moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that we should highlight. Have your little humble brag. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, Sarah's called through from Gracemere on 13, 12, 16. Sarah, what's the most amount of debt you've got yourself out of? $15,000. Oh, Sarah. I'm Thank impressed. You. That is impressive. That is very yep. impressive. Sarah, yep. uh, obviously... Uh, if you don't feel comfortable answering this question, that's okay. But how did you get yourself fifteen grand in the hole? Well, I, I had a small uh, car loan, was about seven grand, and then I uh, had a big holiday in my oh. very early twenties. Mm-hmm. And um, was that like yeah. a loan or a credit card that you put credit that on? Credit card. Oh. Yeah. Oh, See, I, I'm so nervous there, to there get a, a credit card. Loan, and then about yeah, the rest was on my credit card. Um, and uh, I just kept, I couldn't get out of it like I kept like the the interest that I was paying was almost the same as the repayments that I was paying so yeah no I did a a balance transfer where I was interest free for 26 months and yeah I managed to knock yeah more than half of it over in almost two years there are no offense but you might as well be speaking Russian to me right now you just lost both of us we were like what Look, we might we might not be the right people to be talking about finances. <laughs> hey, but you know debt. what? Someone's learned something this morning, and Absolutely. that's what the Tim and Jess show is all about. <laughs> Thank you very much, Teacher Sarah. Thanks, guys. And we got Jamie from Gracemere as well on thirteen, twelve, sixteen, listening to one hundred seven point nine. Jamie, what is the most amount of debt you've got yourself out of? Uh, Six thousand dollars credit card. Ooh, Jamie, get it, girl. <laughs> well done. Do you do you mind letting us know what what the six grand was for? Um, I think I first got it like just to buy a washing machine, but then uh, my husband lost his job, so it was pretty much using it to 
Mm-hmm. It's always <laughs> tricky, but what was the moment like? Because that's what we would want to focus on now, that moment where you finally pay him back. How much of a, like a weight off your shoulders was it? Oh, it was really good because I didn't think that I'd ever... It seems like it's never going to come, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The main issue was making sure that the company actually closed the account because it right. takes a while after you've paid it. So I kept ringing them. Oh. Are you sure it's not closed? Are you sure it's closed? I just wanted to get rid of it. Are you sure you don't want to put another six Are grand on, sure? Jamie? Are you, Are you sure? <laughs> well, Jamie, we're stoked for you. Thanks so much for your call, mate. No, thanks. See you, buddy. It's so inspiring. It almost makes me want to get a credit card. No, don't do that. And then I remember I'm a terrible person. Absolutely. If you are stuck in that cycle, just keep going. Uh, mm-hmm. The day does come. And obviously, uh, for Jamie and Sarah, it is a great relief. Congrats, guys. Hey, Spell My Name is coming up very soon. If you've got a tough name, we're going to try and spell it. Give us a call, 13 12 16. Get up with Tim and Jess. Spell my name, spell my name. Something multicultural, something that's a mouthful. Baby, spell my name. Spell my name, spell my name. We think we can guess it. You will be so stressing. Let, Let us spell your, your name. 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 If you're not familiar with the game, uh, it's pretty complex, pretty complicated. You call up, you say your name, mm-hmm. we spell it. Easy. Do you want me to repeat that? 13, 12, 16. <laughs> You've got a tough name to spell. No, 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 Give it a crack. Not a tough name. A name. We're awful at this game. We've Just gotten two this year. So Woo! Two more than last. Big day. 13, 12, 16. We've had Letitia from Rocky Call through on. Uh, and Letitia, what name are we spelling this morning? Yeah, that one. Letitia. Letitia. All right. Jess, okay. you start. L-A-T-I-S-H-A. No. <laughs> All right, Letitia. Um, <laughs> L... E I T E S H A. So close. No. Oh, oh wow. Letitia, what are we working with here, mate? Well, it's, it's like all correct with the grammar and everything. So it's L E T I E S H A. Yeah. I knew there's an I, because I've seen that spelling. I went to a primary school with a girl called Letitia, and I knew there's only really one way to commonly spell it, right? No, there are so many ways. Right, I'll, shut up. I'll right. shut up. I'll right. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for your call, Letitia. <laughs> Bye. And we've got Makara from Rocky as well on 13, 12, 16, listening to 107.9. What name are we spelling? Makara. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, all right, Tim, you go first. All right. M-C-A-R-A-H. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's horrible. That's real bad. Like McDonald's. I've heard that before, but... All right, well, Jess, have a okay. crack. M-E-K-A-R-A. So close, oh, but no. Oh, Makara. This is one of my favourite names we've ever had to try and spell. What are we What are we working with here? M-I-K-A-R-A. Yeah, like Mikara. it. I was Mikara, so close. Yeah. Very close. Yeah, That's a beautiful so name. Yeah, I've Mikar- never heard of that. Mikar, what does that mean? Do you know the meaning of it? It's Botswanian. It is Mick and Karen put together, <laughs> Mum and Dad's name. That is brilliant. Mick <laughs> and Karen, you superstars. You know I grew up with a Sagenta because her parents couldn't decide between Sally and Jacinta. <laughs> Sagenta. I like Makara better. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your call, mate. <laughs> Thank you. And we've got Ashton on 13, 12, 16. Ashton, what name are we spelling, mate? Oh. Oh, you just tried to spell it. Oh, he spelled it. No, Ashton, stop, 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 stop. Ashton. 
Ashton. We just say, are we spelling your name? Oh, no. Yes. Ashton. <laughs> just say it's Ashton. Say it's Ashton. Oh. All right. I think it is A-S-H-T-O-N. Is that right, mate? Yes. Hey! <laughs> we can't really count that, he can we? Uh, he did it in reverse. Ashton, you're my favourite. We don't often get help like that. Thank you so much. I think Ashton should help us spell the next name. Yeah, all right. Should we get someone else yeah. on the phone? Ashton, bringing... stay there, mate. Ashton, hang out for a sec. Okay. Hello, it's Tim, Jess and Ashton here on Hit CQ. <laughs> We're playing Spell My Name. Who's this? Uh, hi, it's Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, what name are we spelling? Uh, my son, Lachlan. Lachlan. All right. Ashton, are you there, mate? Yeah. Can you spell Lachlan for us? Have a go. L-A-C-H... L-A-C-H-L-A-N. Rachel? No. Oh, damn. Oh, good try, Ashton. I mean, thanks for helping us out, Ashton. We oh. really appreciate it. I'm going to go... Um, no, Tim, you go first. L-A-U-C-L-A-N. No. Oh. Close. I tried. Oh, close. Close. Okay, I can do this, Tim. L-A-U-C-H-L-A-N. Ah, uh, you got it. Yeah. Oh! Ashton, you Ashton. helped us. We couldn't have done it without you, mate. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Okay, bye. I mean, what a ride. What a ride. I never thought we'd get to play this today again. That's how much fun spelling can be. Won't you spell the world with me? Stay in school, kids. <laughs> Tim and Jess. You came in yesterday uh, bragging that you finally finished a project. I was not bragging. I'm so proud of myself (laughs) because I finally finished something that I thought this day would never come. Sounds like a brag to me. It's not a brag because it's not impressive. But for me, I'm finally happy and I'm finally ecstatic that I completed this task. Can you tell everyone what the task was? So, I bought a... 10,222 piece Lego 1962 Volkswagen camper van mm-hmm. and I finally finished it. Is it blue? I imagine it blue. No, it's red. That's, oh, the, okay. that's the OG, baby. Sure, okay. It has been... <laughs> yeah, okay. 1,896 days since you started this project. Five years is probably an easier way. 1,896 days. Yes, so... It has taken me some time. And to be fair, when I finished it on Sunday, mm-hmm. I did bust out potentially half of the final project. <laughs> it had just taken me... like Because when I get stressed or I'm mm-hmm. feeling drained, I like to do things that have instructions because it tells me what to do. Five years is a long time yeah. to so be working on one project. I would just do two pages of the instructions, okay. put it in a shoebox, and move on with my day because I just needed five, ten minutes of I'm being told what you, to do. You've moved so many times in the last five years. I'm shocked you didn't lose a piece. Me also. It's been a wild five years. And hasn't it? So much has happened. In right. fact, I've made a list of all the things that have happened in the last five years. All right. What's happened? I've had one Olympic game, Summer Olympic Games and two Winter Olympic Games since you started this project. <laughs> Three Prime Ministers. Oh, that, that could have happened in a month, though. <laughs> Have changed hands. Sure. The Ebola virus was a big deal when you first started this project. Oh my god, I remember. And that. then you know everyone forgot about that, and then Zika came along. I've been through two viruses. You've been through two viruses since I started my Legos. You and I didn't even know each other when you started this project. <laughs> no, we didn't have a radio show. I've had a stronger relationship with this Lego van than I have had with you. I <laughs> I hadn't even met my 
current beautiful nope. girlfriend. That was my next I point. I didn't know she you existed. You were single when you started this project. Very single. I was allowed to talk about the Kardashians and the royal hey, family when hey. we started this project. Shh. Shh. You weren't even working in radio, so you were allowed to talk about anything. Game of Thrones was in season four when you started this project, what and we we're about to, to head into season eight, the final season. Right. Hmm. You want to know what the number one song was when you first started this project? Sure. Pharrell Williams, Happy. Ugh. It's been a long time, son. It has been a while. I'd like to say I'm proud of you, but I'm not really. I just think that if you have these little tasks, whether it's Legos or building a deck out the back, just doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as you get it done, because the satisfaction I felt, it's on the most important mantelpiece in the house now. Right. What's it's... the next project? The Hogwarts Castle? <laughs> no. Millennium Falcon. Oh. I have to save up for it. Do you know how expensive these things are? <laughs> it's not a good investment because now I now realise I haven't even been gluing it together. Wow. So, like, it could fall apart. I mean, I look forward to the Millennium Falcon being built in 2027. <laughs> so am I, if I'm being honest. Want more Tim and Jess? Download the Hit app. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au.